Hello, my name is JJ Holly, and I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And welcome to a special live Facebook session of Between the Trees with Woodlands Online and uh, with the Chamber. And I'm very pleased to have uh, Mr. Gordy Bunch, who's the Chairman of the Woodlands Township with us. And today we're going to talk about all things uh, coronavirus related, what the response is, some things that the Chamber's doing, a lot of things that the Township, County, State, National guys are doing. I know that, uh, Gordy, you guys are doing a lot of stuff uh, around coronavirus and keeping us up to date. But before we go into that, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am Gordy Bunch. I am Chairman of the Woodlands Township Board of Directors. Uh, there are seven uh, elected directors that serve our community as our local government. And on behalf of my fellow directors, uh, you know, proud to announce the things that we've been doing in, in response to the coronavirus, uh, trying to protect our residents and businesses locally, uh, as well as collaborating with our state, federal, uh, county, and other local officials to make sure we have a consolidated, coordinated effort in response to this unique uh, set of circumstances we find ourselves in. It is unique, it's unprecedented, and I want to say thank you to you and the rest of the township board. Some people don't realize that those are unpaid positions and they take up a, a lot of time and it takes someone who really loves their community to do it. So we appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Thank you. Absolutely, and I do want to touch on uh, the unprecedented nature. Mm -hmm. uh, I did get uh, a message last night from one of our residents in the community that was a very helpful reminder. While this may be an unprecedented moment for us mm -hmm. and, and for the majority of the generations that reside here, uh, we're not new to quarantines in our country, uh, food rationings, and other draconian events mm -hmm. that our country has used in the past. And so for a resident in his 80s, he wanted me to share a different message today. He wanted to share that you know, he's come through polio, Mm. measles world mm. war ii mm -hmm. where you know similarly the country was asked to make some sacrifices for the benefit of our country turning manufacturing plants to stop making cars and turning them to making planes mm -hmm. in a similar fashion we're being asked businesses and individuals to make sacrifices to do social distancing to do things that can benefit mankind locally and globally and when you think about it uh, his one concern uh, was uh, we have an extreme amount of comfort in our quarantine uh, and in our daily lives. That's true. And so his perspective as a uh, part of the greatest generation is, you know, we can do better mm -hmm. by complying with what the federal, state, and county, and local officials are asking us to do. Mm -hmm. We have not yet come close to what previous generations had to sacrifice in order to give us the country we have today. With that in mind, he also reminded me that, look how awesome this country is and how far we have come in the last 100 years. We will together get uh, past this, we will emerge stronger than we were before, and we will all now have a shared experience that previous generations had uh, and coming through this coronavirus crisis. I, I think that's the key is that uh, we, we will get to the other side of this and we're already starting to see signs of improvement we're starting to see signs that vaccines are, are on the way. Uh, I'm not sure what the lead time is on those. I know it's quite a while. So our best defense now is social distancing. Uh, people that are used to our, our podcasts might notice this is a little bit different. We normally sit shoulder to shoulder 
and uh, today we're we're practicing social distancing and we're keeping our six feet distance because uh, it's important that uh, we don't infect each other, but we also don't want to take this home to someone who might be at risk. Uh, right. I've got an, uh, a couple of elderly neighbors and we uh, check on them, but we check on them from a distance because we don't want anything bad to happen to them. But we've seen news reports lately that it looks like some cases that were very early cases in the United States. People have already gone through the coronavirus, the, the, the disease, and now they have come through on the other side and they've resumed normal lives. So coronavirus is not a death sentence. Uh, it's a very serious issue, something we have to take seriously. And, and uh, by us keeping our social distancing, we need to be very careful about how we uh, congregate and not congregate and uh, obey those rules that we're, we're urged to, where we don't gather with more than 10 people. And uh, so if we do those things, we are gonna get through this even quicker. If we don't do those things, then we will elongate the impacts. Yeah, and along those lines, JJ, if you look at the mortality rate, uh, the mortality rate in Italy is about 8% and growing. Mortality rate in Iran is above 7%. Uh, the mortality rate globally is around 4%. Yeah. The United States is around 1.3, 1.4%. And if we want to stay well below the averages, uh, it's going to take us taking actions and doing things differently. Uh, our medical uh, teams are asking for our help. If we can uh, stretch out the need over a longer period of time, we have the best medical infrastructure anywhere in the world. And if you look at how they've been able to mitigate uh, those that come in in critical condition and the survivability within the country, that only exists so long as we have the resources, the beds, the masks, and everything in order to protect the healthcare workers. So it is something that is going to take a collective effort. Uh, there are many businesses that are being impacted by being uh, forcibly closed. Uh, there, there are many families that are being impacted by having school-aged children at home, and including college-aged children at home. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a, there's a, no such thing as an empty nest anymore. <laughs> there's not. And this, this isn't, you know, I know the national news early on was, was really isolating on the elderly. But in Montgomery County, the majority of our cases are 40-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 40-year-olds with kids. And so we can't be complacent that you know this is a, a disease that only impairs those over the age of 70. It's not true locally and it's not true nationally. Uh, when you look at the percentage of people in critical care, uh, close to half are below the age of 55. Mm -hmm. So uh, we need to be vigilant. That's right. Uh, we need to take this seriously. Mm -hmm. I've had many people reach out to me and ask me, why did we close all the parks? Yeah. We have all these kids at home. They have nothing to do. They can't go to school. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we did that because we can't comply with the CDC disinfecting rate uh, recommendations. Mm -hmm. We have a, 130 parks community-wide, many with hard surface uh, play equipment that mm -hmm. we now know the virus can survive days on. Mm -hmm. And without proper cleaning in between each use, we don't want our residents and their kids inadvertently getting exposed to a virus that could have been yeah. prevented because we didn't close down uh, playground equipment. Mm -hmm. So we do need your help to help our, our kids mm -hmm. not go home and infect their parents or grandparents. 
mm-hmm. uh, and to, to be a little bit understanding of that, you know, yes, those outdoor activities have been restricted, but not all outdoor re- activities are restricted. That's right. In fact, you encourage people, or I've seen reports that encourage people to get outside because exposure to the sunlight is good, although today it's raining, so that, that, uh, that's going to make it especially tough if you've got the school-aged kids at home. But we have how many miles of yeah, park, so we uh, have, of, of trails that people can use? We have use? Two, 220 miles of pathways that remain open. Uh, our lakes remain open for recreation. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we're not allowing the rental of the township uh, uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have your own personal kayak and you want to go out and mm-hmm. kayak in the middle of the lake away from mm-hmm. everybody, uh, that's still an activity that's being allowed. Uh, if you want to go walking on the pathways or in the mm-hmm. nature trails, we are recommending. And I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, I've seen more and more people uh, out. It's funny, I saw one of those memes. Memes are really interesting in a time like this where it said, uh, Without the coronavirus pandemic, it shows a group of kids inside playing on their, uh, using their phones, looking at phones, playing on their, their Xbox. And then it says, with the pandemic, the parks or the, uh, the trails are full. Right. I mean, I see a, I, I've probably seen tenfold the number of people running, biking, walking on the trails than I've, I've, I can ever remember seeing, except for maybe, uh, maybe during an Ironman right. two-week uh, lead-up. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, Good transition into, uh, you know, the township has had to cancel and or reschedule uh, many uh, yes. annual community events. Uh, this was done so uh, so our, our give, provide an opportunity for mm-hmm. these events to be rescheduled, hopefully to the fall. Uh, we did learn that uh, Iron Man is not going to be able to get rescheduled this calendar year, yeah. uh, that our uh, full distance race will be consolidated with the half-distance Ironman in Waco uh, this fall, okay. but they are looking to come back in 2021. Good. And uh, that's coming from, uh, you did an Ironman, I've done an Ironman. We understand the dedication, the sacrifice, the hours it takes. The, uh, I remember seeing a sign when we were out on the, on the uh, marathon that, you know, if you're still married, you didn't train hard enough, uh, <laughs> that it, it, that decision is not made lightly. None of no. these decisions are made lightly. But sometimes you have to do that to control this. And we all enjoy the Ironman as a community. It's a huge economic boost to us right. every year. But sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. And again, they're not made lightly. We know how hard it is. To, it takes eight, nine, ten months to train up for one of these. And to have uh, what feels like the rug pulled out from under you at seemingly the last minute when you've been waiting to get to that taper the last two or three weeks yeah. is really hard. But it's, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, and I think, you know, we did uh, uh, cancel or reschedule the Ironman at least six weeks in advance of the race date, which provided people to not go that extra distance for the tapering period. That's right. Um, and, you know, we're always going to choose life over money. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. if you look at today, every major sport has canceled or suspended or postponed mm-hmm. their current seasons. Uh, as of today, two new uh, two uh, LA Lakers have been confirmed uh, mm-hmm. with coronavirus. Uh, new York Nets, coronavirus. Utah right. Jazz, mm-hmm. coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you know, people are asking me, well, why can't we go out and play basketball? Well, I mean, you got professional athletes that are showing it can be transmitted just playing basketball with each other. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the week, I had. I don't know anybody uh, that plays basketball and stays six feet apart. Well, you can't. I mean, not if <laughs> not if you're trying to win. <laughs> That's uh, right. But you know, we've had uh, a woman's uh, tennis group uh, call 
this weekend where they thought one of the uh, people on the tennis cycle was actually uh, positive. That turned out not to be positive. Good. But, you know, even tennis, uh, where you're sharing a ball, mm -hmm. which we mm -hmm. know now the viruses can survive on multiple surfaces, mm -hmm. is not a wise uh, activity to do. It's a fairly stubborn virus that we're dealing with here that uh, we have to be really careful about and yeah. take those extra precautions. And I will share that, you know, walking through a park, no one's going to drag you out. But if we see people assembling in numbers greater than 10, mm -hmm. uh, we will uh, look at uh, enforcement actions. Mm -hmm. uh, this is really about the hard surface materials mm -hmm. uh, and sports that create contact or contact with equipment that is being transmitted between each other. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as walking through the park, you know, keep your distancing. That's the one thing we yes. want to encourage. While we do encourage you to use our pathways, our lakes, mm -hmm. our uh, nature trails, uh, we do also want to encourage that social distancing that goes back to the six feet. Mm -hmm. It also goes back to staying in groups less than 10. Mm -hmm. and, and I would not recommend you know, doing something there, you're, you're touching something and handing it off to somebody else. That's right. So uh, we have a lot of creative uh, uh, residents uh, that can find things that, that can help them uh, stay healthy. Uh, mm -hmm. And we just encourage you to do, to do those things safely. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I, I go to the gym fairly regularly, and this has put a cramp in my quote-unquote normal routine. And uh, this morning I had to figure out how to do uh, an upper body workout that I would normally go to the gym and, and do that and uh, figured out how to do it at home quite well. In fact, I've gone into it with kind of a bad attitude thinking this is just gonna be a waste of time, but uh, you know, followed some instructions I've received online and uh, had a pretty good workout in the, you know, a spare bedroom of the house. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it can be done. I think one thing that, that'll be interesting too that how we see behavior change and economies change and industries change because of the worldwide influence of this event. That's going to be something that's going to be to, to be seen in the next six months. Well, I think, uh, you know, we're seeing a little bit of a double hit locally with oil and gas uh, right. being uh, in a, a horrible position today mm -hmm. uh, based on the actions of OPEC and, and Russia. Uh, we yeah. do know there, there's been furloughs and, and layoffs uh, in the greater Houston area in the oil and gas industry. Uh, we're going to have our, mm -hmm. our chairman of Visit the Woodlands talk about the impact of hospitality mm -hmm. and hotels locally. Uh, you know, a, as you have a statewide order mm -hmm. uh, that, and a countywide order that prohibits events greater than 10, mm -hmm. uh, every conference that was scheduled to come into our community has had to be canceled, rescheduled, or postponed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the township, I want everybody to know this confidently. We are in a superior financial condition. We have adequate reserves. Uh, our board, uh, uh, current board and past boards have done an excellent job of saving uh, money on the side for contingency plans and events like this. Uh, we will get together as a group and look at how do we restructure our budget to make sure we continue to provide the services that our community expects and deserves. So for, for the township side, we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but for mm -hmm. individual families and local businesses, uh, that remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. We know that the uh, federal government is working on stimulus packages. Mm -hmm. uh, some have been signed in uh, by the president and some are underway. Uh, we will be engaging with the federal mm -hmm. government, the state government, mm -hmm. on how do those uh, stimulus packages get back into our community. Uh, we want to be a, a, a help. That's right. uh, we have been JJ and I, we participated in Congressman Brady's call yes, we uh, did. earlier in the week. 
we, we were on the calls with the health uh, districts, mm -hmm. uh, with the state uh, mm -hmm. health commissioner. Uh, so we are trying, and we are updating the community daily. Uh, our communications team at the Woodlands Township is working overtime. We are taking information from the hospital districts, uh, nonprofit groups, uh, state and federal government, and we are creating a, a consolidated uh, communication uh, that goes out around five to six o'clock every day. Those communications go out as a press release. Uh, they're posted onto our website. Mm -hmm. uh, on our website, uh, there is a, a, a link you can click. I think it's notify me, and that'll get you directly uh, into our uh, newsfeed. Uh, so on those uh, uh, notices that we're sending out daily includes school closures, food bank needs, volunteer opportunities, uh, what's the governor said last night at 7 p.m., you know, mm -hmm. what did the president say today, mm -hmm. and what are we doing locally at a county level and at a, a township level that's relevant to our residents. And, and I think that if you're a business uh, large or small, medium, if you're a worker, if you're a resident of the Woodlands, that you're, you're being well represented. Uh, I feel very confident in saying that, that you and I have been on those calls. We've talked to our state rep representative, we've talked to our state senator, we've uh, talked to Congressman Brady. Uh, I know we've uh, reached out to Senator Cornyn and Senator Cruz. And when we're pushing for the stimulus, we're looking for how can we get dollars into the business person's hands and the workers' hands just as soon as possible. And how can you make it fair, right? There's always the pros and cons to any economic policy. Like Harry Truman said he needed a one-armed economist because on the one hand it was good, always on the other hand it's bad. But there's a way that we can do this in a logical, um, fast way. And one thing that we're all concerned about is the restaurant industry. We've all got a lot of friends, a lot of chamber members are restaurants. And uh, we're very concerned about our restaurant's viability. Uh, we have a gift card challenge. You can see uh, online that through the, uh, the Chamber website, the Chamber social media, we're sharing uh, mm -hmm. everything we get from the township, mm -hmm. from our, our state representatives, our uh, federal uh, representatives of the U.S. Chamber. We're, uh, uh, I think we're all collectively trying to share all the information we can in an efficient, uh, coalesced way, succinct way, because there's a lot of stuff out there. And we want to share the right stuff that lets people know if you're working here, if you own a business here, if your business is headquartered here, if you're a Fortune 500 company, if you live in Cochran's Crossing, that you know what's going on and you can be better prepared. Yeah, and I will tell you that um, the service the service industry, the food service industry specifically, is going to be hit hardest Very. Uh, because they were the first uh, businesses forcibly shut mm -hmm. uh, for in, in uh, restaurant dining. Most of these restaurants cannot uh, make a viable run at operating a to-go uh, delivery or catering-only right. business model. Mm -hmm. But that being said, each of them are tremendously grateful uh, for those who are utilizing them at this time because yep. cash flow is king. While we know we're working on stimulus packages mm -hmm. for these guys, uh, the timing of the receipt of that is uncertain. Correct. Your delivery order provides certainty to them today that may mm -hmm. help them make it to tomorrow. And most of the waiters and waitresses that are out there, they get, they're allowed to be paid less than minimum wage. Yes, because they so rely on those tips. To so much of their income is, is tip oriented. Yep. And so we're still encouraging our residents to 
you know, utilize your local restaurants mm -hmm. for takeout to go and catering mm -hmm. uh, in this tough time. That money goes a long way to help the, the food service industry. And we want these guys to survive and thrive because mm -hmm. on the other side of this virus, and whatever timing that is, mm -hmm. uh, we all want to get back to a new norm. And part of a new norm is our old favorites. That's right. uh, and I can't imagine a Woodlands without a Republic Grill, without a Peli Peli, exactly. you know, without Kerry Atar and, and the Fielding's That's Group, right. That's and right. the Refuge, mm -hmm. and you know, a number of you, other you can just keep going on and on and on. Restaurants. I don't want to omit anybody, so I'm going yeah. to say mm -hmm. we have a fa fantastic food culture in the Woodlands, yeah. and its future viability can be protected with your help. And what I would also say is stage out your ordering because mm -hmm. it's a totally different business model. That's right. And so we all may want to alter our dining times, have some folks eating at, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. different groups at 5, different groups at 6. Share the love. If you are able to uh, support these groups, they will be tremendously grateful, and you will be doing a great service uh, for our neighbors. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the, uh, the, the key message here, I think, is twofold. One, we will get through this. Two, we can get through it together. We're all helping each other out. We're exchanging information. We're working together, uh, both as elected representatives, as chamber representatives, uh, community leaders, that we're, we're, everyone is extremely focused on how we can work together to get to the other side. Right. And I, I, I do think we're going to see the other side happen on the virus issue sooner rather than later. Uh, I know that we have compared this to, uh, it, it's, a hurricane is fairly easy in, in in uh, relativity to compare uh, or, or to prepare for than this is because you know it's coming, right. you know how long it's going to last, uh, you know, and we've all been through them before, but this is the first time we've gone through this. So it's, it's. Uh, I think we can get through it if we just, uh, we just kind of keep working together. Yeah, but I want to reiterate, it's the first time our generations have gone Correct. through this. Correct. I think it's important to realize yep. that the world and our country has survived you know, That's the right. Spanish flu of 1918, Correct. measles and polio breakout. Uh, we, we are a resilient country. Mm -hmm. We are a resilient people. And, and if we can all focus on that understanding that a lot of mm -hmm. these sacrifices are temporary, some of the financial the, This ones, is not the new normal. No. Today is not the new normal. This is a temporary right. issue, crisis, that we can and, and we will get through. I think the commitment to the timing may be uncertain. Yes. But our resolve is not. That's right. And one issue uh, I want to bring up, I know there's been some discussion, and I got the question earlier today about the governor uh, mobilizing the National Guard. Right. And, and uh, I think people get concerned when they hear about that. But there's a real valid use of the National Guard, and I wanted you to go into that if, if you guys have familiarity Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I am prior military. I was part of emergency response teams. Mm -hmm. uh, most of that activity occurred with uh, hurricane and floods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in the United States Coast Guard. Uh, we worked alongside uh, mm -hmm. other agencies, including the National Guard. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're looking at, you know, we're going to be having drive-through um, testing set up uh, in like medical tent cities mm -hmm. and, and non-traditional areas. So uh, imagine the mall parking lot with a uh, medical tent facility set up for testing drive-through uh, potential mm -hmm. uh, coronavirus uh, patients. That area needs to be protected. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not set up as, a, as an area that you would normally protect that kind of gear and that kind of equipment. That's right. 
you know, as you've seen, you know, California overnight went to a statewide lockdown. That's right. Uh, New York today went to a statewide lockdown. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had people calling me asking me if we were going to be in a statewide lockdown, uh, you know, because that rumor is out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I have talked directly with State, uh, State Senator Creighton. Mm -hmm. uh, we have talked uh, directly with, with other uh, county government leaders, County Judge uh, Keogh. Uh, none are aware of an impending statewide close down. Mm -hmm. I think uh, what was communicated is there's phases. Uh, Texas is still in phase one. Uh, mm -hmm. If we cannot get uh, social compliance with the local and county level ordinances and, and rules that have been changed for us, mm -hmm then the state is going to escalate. Yeah. Right now, Governor Abbott is providing an opportunity for the counties and the municipalities to uh, implement what they see as necessary locally. He, mm -hmm. he last night put out the statewide mandate, mm -hmm. uh, which now closes all schools, right? Because it yes. had been left up to each school district, mm -hmm. uh, does regulate down to you know 10 person ma maximum gatherings. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff we've already done in our county and our school districts. Yeah. But now it's now it's being mandated from the state level statewide. Mm -hmm. uh, if if we have you know case spiking and a lack of compliance, uh, you could see it where mm -hmm. we could escalate to statewide lockdowns. So we, uh, to a certain extent, have some personal control over how far these orders have to go. It, it, it's you know at some point in time, if we don't show the ability mm -hmm. to follow local and county restrictions, mm -hmm. the state will come in and to enforce those, you're going to need additional resources. Yes. There's not enough manpower at the local and county level mm -hmm. to enforce more stringent restrictions. Mm -hmm. And so in the interim, having National Guard here protecting our medical tents, our drive-to test facilities, our medical infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, and then as they look at what other further actions are required, having them in position uh, is better than having to recall them and then have that 30-day lag to get them all situation ready. Well, uh, before we move on to Mr. Reeser from Visit the Woodlands, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? Well, I think, uh, you know, personally, I understand there are a lot of families that are struggling with this. Yeah. Uh, I do recommend exercise, as we've covered. Mm -hmm. uh, I also recommend mental distraction, which means we all, we all have streaming services. Find some non-pandemic, non-zombie apocalypse That's movie right. to watch with your family. Uh, you know, <laughs> do a little history lesson on to, yeah. to, to realize and get comforted by uh, the past events that are similar to this that yeah. we've come through together as a country and as a people. Uh, do your part uh, as we all try to do our part. Mm -hmm. uh, be empathetic with each other because you don't know what situation your neighbor's in. Mm -hmm. uh, there are so many people that are, are certainly financially uncertain with the market yeah. drop, yeah. with the, the job furloughs. Mm -hmm. uh, two, two income family norm and mm -hmm. one person may be without. Uh, we are all in this together. Uh, and if we all focus on the right things, we will all come out the other side together. I think that's the best way to put it. Gordy, thank you for all the work that you've yep. done at the township and the rest of the, the township board. I know as a resident, I, I very much appreciate it. So thank you. Well, I'd be remiss if I don't thank the 430 plus staff members at the township, mm -hmm. uh, our Woodlands Fire Department who are on the front line uh, that will be getting directly exposed to potential That's right. uh, virus uh, folks. Uh, they do ask, please don't take food to the fire department. Uh, we want to keep them away from people. Yeah. Uh, and that's which also- is, Which is great. I mean, people yeah. want to help, yes. want, to do, uh, want to do something, 
and uh, but sometimes we just can't allow. And it's that. also the reason we're not sending law yeah. enforcement and others out to the parks to tell your kids yeah. to get off the swing set. We have to protect our first responders mm -hmm. and those that we need uh, from being exposed. And so the prioritization is high medical needs and mm -hmm. higher crimes. Mm -hmm. So please do do your part to help police your own uh, family uh, in those things that are closed. Yeah. So. Thank, Thank you, you again. No problem. Thank you, Thank you JD. I and shake your hand. Yep. Yeah, we can't. We'll, we'll we practice can't good, good. <laughs> we're we're going to be disciplined. Thank you, Gordy. Thank you. Woodlands Online is committed to serving our local community. From news and events coverage to shows and blogs, everything we do is hyper local. Woodlands Online. By the Woodlands, for the Woodlands. Want to know where the best spots to dine and relax in the Woodlands are? Or what's happening in your favorite fandom? From taste buds to the kingdom of geekdom, Woodlands Online has you covered. Woodlands Online, the place for local takes. Hello, my name is JJ Holly. I'm the president and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And welcome to Between the Trees, which is our partnership broadcast with Woodlands Online. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Bruce Reeser, who is the chairman of the Visit the Woodlands Board. And uh, Bruce, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with uh, the township and well, welcome. Well, thank you, JJ. It's great to be here, you know, as always. And I want to thank you for you know, your service on our board as well. And, thank you. Uh, you know, 31-year resident of the Woodlands, came here in 1989, and so seen a few changes Just a over couple. the years. Yeah. Uh, in the midst of my uh, second term as uh, township director, vice mm -hmm. chairman of the board uh, this year, and. And my third year as, you know, as chair of uh, Visit the Woodlands. Mm -hmm. um, I had a 33-year travel career for British Airways and started my own consulting firm after I retired yeah, in Yeah, they still won't let you go. They still won't <laughs> let me go. I'm still working on uh, trying to get us a new terminal at, uh, at Intercontinental. And we're uh, just about to uh, complete schematic design you wow. know, on that. And uh, uh, we've actually started demo. And you know, so... Uh, that's that's gonna that's gonna come true. Uh, it's yes. gonna be a couple more years of, of uh, work, but wow, it's great. Well, again, uh, you know, thank you for your service, not only the township board but also the visit the Woodlands board. Again, unpaid positions, yeah, uh, unpaid elected positions, which are, are very special, and uh, you get to hear a lot from a lot of folks in the Woodlands. So. Thank you for for the time that you spend uh, doing that. Oh, thank you, JJ. And you know, and it, it it is, but you know, <clears throat> you know, it is rewarding. You know, uh, and uh, um, you know, feedback's feedback's important. Yes, it you know, is. Uh, yes, it and, is. And uh, you know, mainly because uh, a lot of times when you get that feedback, you have the opportunity to set the record straight and uh, and actually provide a little more detail as to why you're doing what you're doing. And a lot exactly. of times that uh, that's very helpful. It, it is. I know at, at the chamber we have over 1,500 members, mm -hmm. so we get feedback on things. And as a staff. We look at that as an opportunity right. that we would much rather someone who has an issue, has a concern, or has a misconception mm -hmm. to reach out to us and give us that chance to talk about who we are, what we do, and, and why we did it. You know, so. last thing you ever, ever want anybody to do is just go away mad. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. That, you, know, you, you know, it's, it's uh, you should always welcome yes. you know, constructive, uh, constructive feedback. True. Anyway, so I'm sure that's not why you came... While we, you know, well, here to good, talk today, but that's segue. a good segue. Uh, thank you for being here today. Thanks. Uh, obviously, we have an issue that's affecting not only our community, our state, but the world, uh, and it, it's it's a worldwide issue. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a worldwide crisis, right? And we're doing a lot of things to 
protect ourselves and to uh, flatten the flatten the peak, flatten right. the curve on this. Mm -hmm. And uh, in your position as chairman of the Woodland or uh, the visit the Woodlands, mm -hmm. and used to be the Convention and Visitors uh, Board, and I, I'm, I'm still struggling getting that change. It's only been three years, so I'm, I'm a slow learner. Well, JJ, I mean, you'll, you'll get it eventually. Sooner, <laughs> I hope so. But can you let us know a little bit about what uh, what the impact has been to travel? I, I know the Woodlands is uh, considered a destination, yep. and we've done a lot of work uh, together mm -hmm. on the board to try to get more people to visit and bring conventions here. So if you can let us know just what you've seen. Well, and we've been very successful, in Correct. fact. And, uh, you great know, staff working on that. Thank you. Great, I mean, great I, staff. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm really, really proud of our staff yes. at Visit the Woodlands. I yep. think they're a top-notch you know, marketing organization. I completely agree. Uh, Nick Wolda and Elizabeth mm -hmm. Eddins and, and the team just you know really work really, really hard for uh, the right. folks here in the Woodlands. And, and you know, and, and the uh, the result is a considerable amount of hotel tax revenues that that right. uh, that go to soften the blow on property taxes for our residents. That, and that's important. It's very important. So, uh, but no, uh, but it, as in a lot of worldwide crises, uh, the travel and tourism industry mm -hmm. usually takes the brunt of uh, of these sorts of events. Mm -hmm. And this is no different. Mm -hmm. um, a little more, maybe a little bit deeper felt than yes. some of them. Uh, because it is, it's a worldwide mm -hmm. issue, and it's certainly a nationwide issue where we're restricting the movement of people, and um, particularly in the in the travel and tourism issue yeah. industry with uh, travel bans. Mm -hmm. um, and so, what you've seen is uh, the airlines are now you know, retrenching massive reductions in capacity. Um, British Airways, who's been uh, in Houston since uh, 1977 suspended their flights on Tuesday, uh, laid off all their staff. Yeah. United is retrenching. They're down to about 30% of their normal schedule at this mm -hmm. particular point in time. Mm -hmm. um, all of the air, the, eight, you know, the American Transport Association recommended a $50 billion bailout for the, for the airlines to the president this week. Yeah. Um, uh, on the local front, uh, the Marriott Hotel, which is you know, the anchor for our, the township's convention center mm -hmm. uh, has been experiencing single-digit occupancy. Mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesday, it was 7%. Um, they're taking additional you know, extraordinary measures to protect the people who are staying. Yeah. Uh, but um, no one can sustain that sort of business model. No. And in fact, Howard Hughes Corporation closed its three uh, hotels yesterday mm -hmm. at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So the embassy suites, you know, the Westin, and the resort were all shuttered as of five o'clock yesterday afternoon. Wow! So we're now in, we're now definitely in crisis mode. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the stimulus packages that the president is talking about needs to filter down to these small business owners. Uh, and immediately. I, immediately. If not I mean, sooner. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I you know, um, I mean, my sister owns a, a day spa in Columbus, Ohio, and the governor shut them down on Wednesday. That's right. And uh, so she's got zero income. And uh, you know, and a ten thousand dollar rent payment coming That's next right. week. So uh, yeah, this is this is really up close and personal for a lot of people. It, it, everywhere. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and people need to realize that these small business owners, mm -hmm. you know, if they lose their businesses, it's usually a lot broader than that. They usually lose their homes and they That's go bankrupt. And exactly. uh, it takes years and years and years for them to to uh, reestablish themselves. So, and and on that note, yep. uh, I know that we've talked about this, and uh, uh, we've been in close contact, uh, you and I, uh, Bruce and and Gordy, with all of our elected representatives. And one of the 
one of the elements to this uh, this this response to this crisis mm-hmm. is encouraging financial institutions to uh, give some leeway to borrowers. So mortgage payments, right. credit card payments. Right. Uh, I have personally called uh, and asked my my uh, credit cards mm-hmm. if they will. Uh, allow me to skip a payment, right. and so far, everyone that I've called has uh, has been uh, it's been a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes uh, quite a while sometimes to get through the phone <laughs> bank. Uh, it took me 22 minutes to get through to uh, one of my credit card companies. Yeah. I love the way Apple Card did it. Apple Card last Saturday just sent me an email, yeah, and said, "Hey, if you we need to skip, I, and, I got, and you just I got, click the button." Yeah, I got a note from uh, Ally Bank. You yes. know, this week, and they're they're deferring payments uh, across the board. That's right. Uh, auto, yeah, you know, auto loans, 120 days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, personal banking, 90 days. New yes. cars, 90 days. So I think the financial institutions are figuring out that they've got to do this. I mean, there's there's nothing in it for the no. banks and the, and the and the landlords to foreclose exactly. and, and you know and, and put all this vacant space on the market because it's not going to get re-rented right away. No. So, it's I mean, better to delay getting that payment than it is to let it go completely. Absolutely. So if, if you do have, like you're me, you have a mortgage, a couple of credit cards, mm-hmm. call your bank yep. uh, and, and talk to them about that, and they'll be, they'll be positive, hopefully, in their sure. response. Well, yeah, and, 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 if you, and if you are in a, in a good place, uh, then you, know, you need to do what you can to support the That's local right. businesses. You That's need right. to get out. You need to get out and, and order. Our, our family... We've ordered takeout every single night since yep. the since the lockdown has started. Yes, um, you know to help these uh, these places. And and when you and when you pick it up too, folks, don't forget to tip, because their employees are still getting paid minimal exactly. minimal amount of money. So please tip. Um, I heard a great story last week about a, uh, a gentleman down in, in uh, South Houston that left a seven thousand dollar tip at a restaurant wow. and said, "You know, pay your employees with this mm. over the next four weeks, get them through this." That's terrific. And so, I mean, those are the sorts of things yeah. that you know. I, I realize everybody can't do that. You're not going to do that, Bruce. Well, Where are you know, tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be it would, it would really be kind of self-serving if I said I was uh, true. So uh, I'm not I'm not going to go down that yeah. road right now. But I'm but the point I'm making is is a valid one. That's now, right. Even if you know even if it's just uh, to go in and buy you know some gift cards, uh, gift for, card for, challenge for for for, yes. uh, for you know future services or that's right uh, to um, you know um, to, to shop online uh, as well. Exactly. But, you know, like I said, it's there. There are a lot of things that we can do. The good news in all of this is while there's going to be uh, an inordinate amount of short-term pain, this is not a fatal blow. No. Uh, no. We, we, you know, once once uh, the the, uh, the virus burns out, and I'm hoping that uh, that'll come sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. and there are very encouraging signs that uh, we're mm-hmm. headed in the right direction, um, we're going to go right back to work, and we're going to rebuild, right. and we're going to rebuild the base. And uh, the one thing that's absolutely uh, true is that uh, nothing spurs wanting to go somewhere else more than three weeks at home with your kids. <laughs> so that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think there'll be a ton of pent-up demand. There will be. And uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's not human nature to be satisfied sitting at home watching you know TV or or playing on the internet. It, you know, people want. To go out and uh, mm-hmm. and express themselves, to have adventures, to travel, to see new things, mm-hmm. to educate themselves, uh, basic human quality. It'll never go away. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that uh, I said the uh, the impact is uh, is uh, pervasive, 
and mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, just just so you know, the uh, the residents know. Um, I instructed visit the woodlands to stop all uh, non-essential uh, expenditures on Monday. Yes, uh, we have a couple of contracts that are in you know that are sitting out there for renewal that we mm -hmm. will not take action on until we get a better clue of where we're going uh, mm -hmm. financially. But to echo uh, Chairman Bunch, uh, yeah, the township is. The township may be in the best financial shape of any community in America. Uh, I think I can say that with relative confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know of any community in America that has uh, as so little debt and and, and substantial right. reserves to, to weather issues like this. And, mm -hmm. and and frankly, we need to do that because um, the other thing that we haven't talked anything about is uh, uh, the other uh, elephant in the room, which is twenty-dollar barrel oil. Um, and yes. so, so the impact in this particular area will be, will be even more mm -hmm. severe mm -hmm. than it will be in some other areas of the country. Mm -hmm. but, but I think that because we've lived in this environment and because uh, we've learned as, as elected officials and, and stewards of the tax dollars that, you know, the, the oil business is cyclical. Very. You know, uh, and any time somebody says that that's over, you know, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but. Uh, but I, I will remember. I remember uh, when I first got here at, at back in the late '80s, and, and I had the good fortune of meeting, you know, Bob Allison uh, at an Anadarko Oil Company, and mm -hmm. and uh, played golf with Bob quite a bit. He was you know, a really good player. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were out one day, and, and uh, I made the comment that uh, that it must be nice now to be in Houston with a much more diversified economy than you know than in years past. And, and, and I'm not kidding, I'm not exaggerating. He was about halfway through his swing and stopped immediately and turned and looked at me and said, let me tell you something. Everybody in Houston is in the damn oil business. I've heard that he before. He said, you know, uh, when oil gets, you know, when oil sneezes, everybody catches a cold. That's right. And so, you know, we need to be mindful that it's mm -hmm. not the only thing that's going on out there today. Yep. Uh, but uh, I just want to, I, I, just, I just know uh, in being in this business for 30 years, I mean, I obviously I lived 9/11. I uh, was right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I, I've lived through. I'm old enough to remember polio uh, in the 50s. Um, I remember, you know, the uh, H1N1 outbreak. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, crises will come and go, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's it's what makes this country and what makes Texas, especially in this country, mm -hmm. a great place to be. Uh, um, we, you know, we're not native Texans, obviously, but uh, we've been fortunate to be here now for over 30 years. And uh, I think uh, you're we adopted are, uh, now. It's we, okay. Yeah. I, well, what, yeah. We 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 are inordinately blessed to yes, have landed we here. We are. To have landed here, and, and 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 fortunately, smart enough to realize this is the best place, maybe one of the best places in the world to live. That's and, right. Uh, and and didn't decide to go someplace else a few times. So wow. uh, I mean, and, and it could have happened, but yeah. But I just, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate what the, what the chamber's doing and and mm -hmm. uh, uh, what the board is doing, and and everybody is mindful of what's going on, and they understand the pain. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, we'll just have to figure out a way to get through this, and if we can get the money in, in people's hands, you know, quickly. That's right. Liquidity is everything, frankly. Yes, uh, it if, is. If we can, if if we can, if we can improve small business liquidity mm -hmm. and there are mm -hmm. you know some small business administration tools for that yes uh, i've been i've been counseling businesses uh, all week you know mm -hmm. to get in touch with mm -hmm. the sba and start mm -hmm. and get the paperwork rolling um you know it's funny you say that just uh last week mm -hmm. last last wednesday uh week ago before 
really the crisis sort of you know ramped up. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Miguel Lopez with the Small Business Development Center on, and we were talking about the uh, the the. the uh, advice that is freely available. And Petty doesn't like to use free. He says there's no right. cost right. because we've already paid for it through taxes. Yes. But as a business person, uh, and I, I've known Miguel for a lot of years, uh, and, and they truly care about your success as a, as, as a small business. Mm -hmm. And we as, as a chamber have, have used their services. Uh, they have come in and, and uh, they can do great studies on your your, your profit analysis and your expense, your revenue, and they can show you how you compare to other like organizations, and they've been phenomenal. And I, I, and we see them at times like this, especially step up and help. And I know that uh, they're as frustrated as, as we are, mm -hmm. uh, as SBA employees, SBDC employees, that they want to see that liquidity transfer to the businesses just right. as soon as possible. I know they're working really hard on that. Well, and you know, and, and they're not the only ones. I know the states. Readying uh, packages as well. All the states are. Yeah. Uh, I just heard today of an initiative uh, from uh, the city of Houston mm -hmm. to assist the airlines, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, at both uh, Bush and at uh, Hobby, mm -hmm. and uh, they'll be rolling that out next week. And uh, got the details from the aviation director just a few minutes before we came on the air, yeah. uh, and I think it's a good program. You know, I have uh, uh, I have also advocated with uh, several people that. Uh, one of the things that we could do to really bring um, the economy back very quickly would be um, for the federal government in the short term to guarantee airport construction loans. Exactly. Um, because right now, uncertainty is uh, not well, good. Uncertainty is not good. But the best, but the best part, you know, there is a silver lining in all this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got, you have got, uh, you can borrow money at extraordinarily low rates. That's right. And uh, the, the, the prime you know, rate is pretty low right now. Yes, it is. Like I think it's zero. <laughs> that's but uh, but no, I mean even even earlier. Pretty soon they'll be paying us to take loans out. Well, that that's been that has been happening in Europe for some time now. But, <laughs> True. But uh, but you know just this spring uh, before well, actually this fall but just before everything happened we were refinanced a big chunk of our township mm -hmm. bonds mm -hmm. at. Uh, Less than one point three percent. Wow! So uh, I mean, so there are there are good things going on in this whole deal. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, the other good things you know that are coming out of this, and this is this isn't travel and tourism related, but you know, I mean, we joke about spending time at home with our kids. Yeah. But I think one of the one of the challenges yeah. of, of of today's society really yeah. is you know getting enough time with your kids That's right. and and instilling we get too and, busy. and instilling in in them you know the value of family yeah and uh, and, and that uh, you know uh, you know, family's important yes. and so uh, I, I just uh, I think that that's been good uh, yeah. I think the you know, the the amount of parents that have gotten involved now and are doing homeschooling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and helping their kids and you know and giving them a little different perspective on right. on uh, on how the world works yeah. you know from from their own experiences mm -hmm. you know over the years so you're um, right it's it, things like this are bad yeah. I mean that's why they call them a crisis right but there can be some positive or in fact a lot of positive effects. And I think that's one of them I hadn't thought of yet. Yep. Uh, another thing we've seen is the technology industry is hiring. Walmart is hiring. Yep. Amazon is hiring. There is a, this will be a bit of a shift in, uh, across a whole lot of industries, right. across the entire world. And there's never, the story's never all bad. Mm. And the story won't be 
as bad as we uh, think uh, that we think it is. Uh, I think we will, uh, like you said earlier, I think we'll get out of this sooner rather than later. Uh, we wouldn't want to put an artificial date on it. No. Of, oh, you know, 10 days from now, two weeks from now. But there's an end to this. I, I, you know, in my estimation, the next, you know, the ninety the next ninety days are going to be really tough. Agree. I mean, uh, I just don't see any way, you know, even if it, even if we ended the lockdown tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, it would still take sixty it takes to, nine, to ramp things it, it up. Take, it takes time, yeah. you know, to get uh, you know furloughed employees back. It takes time to get you know equipment back up to speed. It takes time to get your ordering, you know, back online. It, it this this is probably it, right. a minimum of a ninety day deal, and everybody. Yeah really should at least look at that as being the inside number. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hopeful and confident that uh, we will see what they refer to as a V recovery. Now, it may be, you know, if you've ever seen the, the symbol for velocity, you get this and it comes up to about here uh-huh. and it kind of tapers off. Uh-huh. But, you know, I expect to see that kind of, of recovery. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, you'll have a ton of demand that will come back online very, yes. very quickly. Yes. Um, just getting you know people back out in the streets and 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 the other the other thing that you know that uh, I just want to give a shout out to is you know thank God for the trucking industry in this country. Uh, That's right. You know that you know the, those guys are out there every day and they're mm-hmm. what's actually keeping us keeping mm-hmm. food on on the grocery store shelves. Mm-hmm. You know keeping gas. In, you know, in the gas stations, mm-hmm. making sure that we've got, you know, pharmaceuticals that we need. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, Those delivery know, we, we, guys we, we'd are be, out there. We'd be dead without. That's true. So uh, That's thank true. you guys for that. And, you know, I mean, yep. you don't get a shout out too often, but you certainly deserve one I'm in really this particular I'm really glad you mentioned deal. that because so. you're, you're right. And that's one thing when you go into a grocery store and you see an empty shelf, you get a little bit of a catch, uh, a little bit of catch of panic. But I think that the messaging has been really good from our elected officials and our community leaders that more is on the way. Yeah, it's it's not the shelf's empty now, but tonight they're gonna they're gonna fill it back up. It'll be okay. And if you don't need it, mm-hmm. don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Leave it for the next guy. Agreed. And you know, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I think there's been some great messages. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with our supply chain. That's right. And uh, yeah. you know, and 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 you know, and you can pivot on that a little bit and talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's been a lot of people who said, "Well, we just need to shut everything down for you know 30 days and it'll be over." You can't shut everything down. Yeah, it's impossible. You've got too many essential. You know, parts of the economy that mm-hmm. have to stay up. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to keep the electricity on. That's right. You need you need to keep the gas on. You uh-huh. need to be you need to have police and fire protection. That's right. And, you know, medical you medical you know uh, people, the ambulance drivers, the, mm-hmm. you know the doctors mm-hmm. and nurses, and all the people that work in those hospitals. Mm-hmm. Farmers, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, farmers have to still work. That's right. You know, uh, food preparation industries still have to work. I mean, mm-hmm. it is the the the, the numbers are, are. I mean. I really think, realistically, uh, the most you could ever really shut down is maybe fifty to sixty percent of the economy. That's that, you, that you, makes you, sense. You would have you would have to keep the other forty percent open, or yeah. everybody would be miserable, uh, or or well, would be adding to the problem. Uh, exactly. Or you, then you get to, to the, the point where where you have the the, the cure is worse than the disease, literally. Well, that's you know, and that and that is you know, and it is something that you know that uh, another. Mm-hmm thing that I think that we should be thinking about is that I really do hope that the president, when this is all over, will put together a panel of experts and, and, and examine mm-hmm. exactly what we did, mm-hmm. you know, and exactly, you know, what worked mm-hmm. and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fact that, you know, that early on they brought the private sector in here, 
uh, into this thing and yeah. said, "Hey, you know, we're going to turn, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to cut down on the regulations for the development of new mm-hmm. vaccines and and, mm-hmm. uh, and tests for uh, uh, for uh, pro, you know prophylactics and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, efficacy drugs." Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know we're we're seeing stuff that's being done in, in two three months that you know uh, right. if anybody can remember the AIDS and the Ebola uh, epidemics. Yes. Um, I saw a story online yesterday that said uh, within six weeks we had completely mapped the genome for coronavirus. We still haven't finished with Ebola. That's amazing. So that just gives you an idea of the, the, the level of, of uh, uh, involvement and uh, effort that's mm-hmm. going into this whole thing, but but in we fact, really, one of our local local companies that's was correct. working on uh, the Ebola vaccine and a different another vaccine that was uh, that we all knew about that was really important the right. past couple of years. Uh, VGXI, I right. think, is the company that was doing that right in our backyard. Yep. Uh, uh, from the standpoint of visit the woodlands, is there what is on the horizon in that thirty, sixty, ninety, six month window that? Right. Uh, that we can kind of look forward to once we get past. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the pavilion season, and That's we've right. got and we've got a dynamite pavilion season, you know, we lined sure up this year. And it's it's kind of tail end of the year loaded. Yes. So, which is uh, fortuitous. Yes, it is. The only the only the only people that will take an early hit will be the Parrotheads. Oh. You know, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Buffett's con- concert has been moved. Yes. Uh, moved to late. Not moved, canceled. Not canceled, but, but moved to later in the year. That's right. Um, but uh, yes, uh, we were fortunate. So stay faithful, Parrotheads. Yeah, it's going exactly to be it's right. going to be all right. So, yeah. You know, uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, fire up the blender. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, we, you know, it, you know, most, so that starts in June. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll have the Waterway Arts Festival in the fall. Yeah. Uh, you know, we will, uh, you know, um, we were, we, well, our normal activities will return. Yes. Uh, we'll start to get convention business back in here. We, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, when this started, we lost Lunar, Lunar yeah. and Planetary this year. And that's, that's um, pretty large. How many it, attendees at oh, that? Oh, gosh. No. You know, it's, it's about a thousand or so, I believe. Three thousand attendees. Yeah, three thousand. That's a big we're getting, deal. We're getting a cue from the we back are. of the room, so it's but three thousand attendees. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, so, uh, and and that just highlights the I think the importance of an organization like Visit the mm-hmm. Woodlands because the the staff uh, it is is uh, very focused on and working on that. Things don't happen by accident. That people look at it from a, an outside looking in and they're like, oh wow, look at that! It just sort of appeared. Well, yeah. no. A lot of people did some really focused work. We've refocused as visit the woodlands on mm-hmm. who we are, what we do, and I, I think it, it's been extremely, extremely successful. Of we're attracting those conventions Absolutely. here, and that's just that's filling up hotels at times, oftentimes when it's there's a lull in activity in a hotel, and it's filling up those. And we got a lot of room, rooms in the woodlands. We do have a lot of rooms in the woodlands, but you know, as I said, it, you know, it, it isn't an accident. You know, we yeah. we've over the last three and a half years, uh, we've made a conscious decision to completely change the mission of of, uh, mm-hmm. of what you lovingly refer to as the Convention and Visitors Bureau. That's right. You know, we, we Sorry, ch- we, <laughs> we, we changed the name. We changed their role. Yeah. We changed their focus. We changed all of our collateral material. That's right. We've uh, we've uh, yeah we've moved into the 21st century in terms mm-hmm. of our ability to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to. It's a uh, pretty leverage. amazing metamorphosis that we've it gone is. through, in a really fairly short time. Yep. Uh, and it's it's really helped us refocus and do what we need to do. Absolutely. And that's about getting people here, getting conventions here, yep. people that come in, and when they do, they support all the establishments on the waterway, mm-hmm. they support all of our hotels, they support Hughes Landing, 
They support all that stuff, and, and that's they, they support the entire community. I mean, we're that's talking right. about we're talking about them spending tax dollars, sales tax dollars, go. hotel tax dollars, uh, buying, you know, goods and services. Uh, mm -hmm. We, you know, it's a, it, you know, tourism is a huge part of uh, the uh, mm -hmm. the product that you know that we have in the woodlands. It's the third largest source of revenue for uh, the township. That's right. Uh, and so, um, uh, I, I just can't say. Uh, anything more than, than than we're perfectly positioned, you know, to take yes. advantage of the of the surge when it you know when it occurs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having lived here yourself, it's not a hard sell. No, it's not. It's not a hard sell. When no, you get people not. here, um, this place sells itself. Yes. It is uh, it is truly a remarkable community, and and uh, and, and we're going to come back from this, and and we're going to do some really great things, mm -hmm. and we've I got agree. some other. Got some other things on the horizon. Uh, mm -hmm. Visit the Woodlands has taken over the film commission. That's right. Um, and in the last uh, six months, and mm -hmm. we're we're you know now working some angles on that to start bringing some productions to uh, the area, mm -hmm. which will generate revenues for us as well. That's right. And, and you know, like, like I said, it, it's not. This is not doom and gloom. This is no. just. This is just a pause. This is just a pause. It's in, funny. In, in as soon as you going. said it's not doom and gloom, the very first word I thought of, it's just a pause. It's just a pause. Well, before we close up today, is there anything else you'd like to to uh, mention about Visit the Woodlands? Anything else that's going on? Well, I mean, no, not really. I mean, you know, just want to, once again, I just want to thank the staff. You know, I want to thank uh, I want to thank the chamber. Mm -hmm. Thank uh, you. We re we really appreciate. Uh, um, oh, well, maybe there is something we can talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, we've recently made some other changes at, at Visit the Woodlands. We've expanded mm -hmm. our board. Uh, yes. we've, we've brought uh, Ted Harris from the mall and Jenny right. Taylor from yeah. Market Street onto the board. Mm -hmm. We now have a nine-person board. Uh, and Cameron uh, Kleepak uh, with right. the pavilion. Cameron Kleepak from, yeah, yeah. with the pavilion. That's right. I think it really represents, in a nine-person board, if you can boil it down to 120,000 people to the nine, yeah. it, it really represents a, a group that has all the buckets covered, all the areas, all the bases covered of what how we can work together to bring people to the woodlands. Right. And so one of the things we're working on now, and you'll start to see uh, at the township level, is uh, we will be separating Visit the Woodlands from the township mm -hmm. and uh, and beginning to operate them as the as an independent mm -hmm. marketing you know, uh, mm -hmm. organization. Uh, it's a five Which is the model C6. that, that, that uh, most areas... Uh, follow about so about about 60% of the uh, yeah. of the uh, the um, convention and visitors bureaus mm -hmm. or you know, or marketing organizations are completely independent yes uh, it works better from the standpoint of mm -hmm. uh, um, a marketing organization doesn't really fit sometimes in the strictures of a uh, of a uh, municipal or a governmental uh, you know uh, uh, system correct it's uh, uh, we, you know, we, our people are different. We, you know, we, we think differently. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, mm -hmm. we have a different role. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's not a delivery of services. It's basically a, um, a job where we're, you know, we're, where we're out digging up new business. That's right. And raising our profile and, you know, and making sure mm -hmm. that, that more and more people around the world learn, you know, about, uh, what a great place the Woodlands is, mm -hmm. not just to live, you know, eat, sleep, pray, yes. but also to come and visit. And so, uh, you know, but thanks again for the opportunity Bruce, to thank do you. this. Thank you. And, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you. We just usually aren't recorded or broadcast whenever <laughs> we're doing that, but I always appreciate your time. Well, thank you. And I would shake your hand, but we're going to practice no, good discipline and being social 
uh, keep our social distancing because we do want to do our part to flatten the curve. So mm-hmm. thank you. And, thank Gordy for being here. And I did touch my face twice during this interview, but you'll notice that I have an antiseptic wipe on my hands. So, that's right. So I'm good. That's so, uh, you know, but anyway. We've also seen the video of the lady that's trying to touch her face and she's like this exactly and then like right. this. It's, it's unnatural to not do that. But Absolutely. We can, we can all uh, change. We can all do some good things and we can make this... Uh, do the best we can to get through this as fast as possible. But just think, you know, that, I, mean, I just want to leave everybody with one thought. You know, it's really easy when this is, you know, this is going on to focus really inwardly mm-hmm. about what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Think about others. You know, yeah. Th- you know, if your out, neighbor is look elderly, out, right? Look outside. Check on them. Look outside. You know, your own needs. That's right. You know, and, and be sure to, you know, to, you know, to, uh, you know, to help others. It's a great that, opportunity you know, to. Amen. To do that. Yes. Thank you. Thank no, you thank again. You, I appreciate it. All right. And thank you for being at another another episode of Between the Trees. My name is J.J. Holly. Again, I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And we thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you very much.